who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 112 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez what's up tonight eric how are you I'm pretty good. Had a had a good day today. Watched some some WrestleManias or WrestleMania. Okay. Numero uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Number four. <laughs> yeah. So, spoiler alert. We're gonna be looking back today at at WrestleMania four, a show I have zero nostalgia for. So I can't wait to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have have nostalgia for it. So it should be fun to talk about. If this is your first time listening to us, really appreciate that. You could follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Also on Instagram, PPW Podcast. Find show information on Twitter and where to find us. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. Search your podcast apps. We will be in there. And if you want to shoot a long-form note, just shoot us a DM on the Twitter or ppwpodcast at gmail.com. Also... Uh, exciting news for me. I started a second podcast, non-wrestling related, so don't worry, Eric, I'm not cheating on you. A baseball <laughs> podcast called The Outfield Concourse. My friend Casey and I are starting. It's focusing mainly on the White Sox, but it's about advanced stat stuff, but for dummies. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit on our last show. Did our pilot episode the other day. It's up on Podbean right now, slowly rolling out to the other apps, but it takes a couple days to go there. You can give them a follow at Concourse Pod if you want to hear baseball stuff. So that's my... Other big news. I'm expanding my podcast horizon. Look at so. you. You got a whole, uh, what are you building? A little dynasty over there? Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Thinking about building, starting another show. And <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Jeff from Fully Posables talking about having me on because they're doing Fully Posables having guests on from other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I might be on there coming up. We've got WrestleMania next week. It's good stuff. It is a lot of good stuff. All around here. What's new? Anything exciting since our last show? It's been a couple weeks. Um... I mean, I've been kind of listening. Oh, I, I sorry, <laughs> you're, you're rusty. <laughs> we were we were talking about uh, the cabinets and and putting buying glass pieces for mm-hmm. to make doors and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so I got that project done. I got the I I don't I forget the width of it, but I got it cut at Lowe's like you suggested. And I even messaged you when I was at Lowe's. Like this old bastard doesn't want to cut. He's making up all the excuses why he can't. So do really it. quick, so for people who don't know, Eric has a bookshelf, and it's where his figures are. They're displayed nicely. They're kind of stacked yeah. up. And in order to keep dust out, he wanted to make custom little plexiglass plate for it. Exactly. And I was like, Lowe's will cut it for you. And you're yeah. like, okay. And okay, so you say you went to the first one. The old guy's like, no, I'm not doing it. What happened? Yeah, so, so when I got there, the I guess the person that works that department was supposed to be in like 15 minutes. So there was a woman that was helping me, but she was just kind of helping me. She didn't work in that department. So she said, well, let me go to, I guess, lumber <laughs> to, see, yeah. to see if... Um, I, I someone guess, knows. Yeah, someone this, knows what to do. Yeah, this guy Dave, like, um, 
is an experienced guy. This woman's new, so I guess she, she just knew who a couple people were. So she's yeah. like, let me go get Dave and you know see if he'll come over and do this for you. Or you can wait. And I'm like, I don't care either way. So she's like, well, let me go get Dave. So she gets Dave. Dave is just a grumpy old man. He doesn't want anything to do with this. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, just oh, like, he just likes to cut wood. He likes big saws and all that kind of stuff. So he's coming <laughs> over. I tell him, like, I want to cut this. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. And then the girl's like, yeah, you can. There's a, there's, there's a glass thing cutter right there. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> So then she she gets on one of those lifts because the stuff that's on the floor, yeah, yeah. like the shelf is out of stock. So she, we're looking at numbers. I had stuff on my phone of what I wanted. So she gets the little lift. She goes up there. She, she pulls two pieces out because I need two pieces cut three different ways, whatever. So Dave is just thinks that the two pieces are one thick piece. He's like, that's too thick to cut. She's like, it's two pieces, Dave. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. So he didn't have the best hearing either. So she was still up there. He was arguing with her. I'm like, can I just, I'm thinking like, can I just wait for this other guy? Cause this yeah. guy's a dick. <laughs> so he, she brings him down. He starts cutting him, asked me the size. And one size I told him was like, uh, five thirty second. He's like five thirty second. Are you kidding? He's like I can't see that small. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm like just well, you, picture I'm, in this scenario. I'm like well, just go between this number and this number, and then that's that's your five five thirty seconds. And he's like oh god. <laughs> so anyways, he cut it the first one, and I didn't really look at the cut. Anyways, I had to go back and all the stuff. The guy, the other guy eventually came in. He did a good job on the other pieces. So yeah. when I got home, the first cut was terrible. It was all like crooked. So I had to go Poor back. Poor Dave. And, and the, other guy, the other guy fixed it. So anyways, I have these little media DVD storage things that I kind of just used as action figure um, yeah. stands and displays and stuff. So, you know, I got that all finished and nice. And I put, I put the pictures up on Twitter. I got some hinges and like, I've never done this before. And it's so hard to try to find someone who's done this and people have done it different ways, but they've done it with, um, like Ikea stuff where you, yeah. get, where you can buy the doors with the brackets and stuff sure. specifically for those Ikea cases. So I was kind of just kind of, I don't know, just trying to figure out how to get this done. So I did, and I'm happy with it. So I was doing yeah. that. Wouldn't it have been easier just to go to Ikea and buy a Detolf? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been easier? I, I don't I don't like the Detolfs. Why? Because it, they're clear all the way around. And then there's Billy bookcases, but then I don't want to buy another bookcase. I don't want to buy the... I, I like the bookcases that I have. Okay, okay. So all I want to do is... Don't get hot, pal. Take it <laughs> easy. No, I'm just saying, people did recommend the Detolfs, and there's not enough shelves on it because I, I need like yeah, five to six do. inches between each sure. one. So there's only like four shelves and I don't want to get like spice racks for, for risers and all that kind of crap. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I spent maybe like 150 bucks total and kind of converted three little uh, media things into display cases, which for me, I think they're amazing. Yeah, it turned out good. Yeah, I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff for you. Yeah, the only there's nothing really crazy going on here. I'm just getting ready for baseball season. Mm -hmm. Uh, no real wrestling stuff going on. I've just been trying to keep up on everything and getting ready. I can't believe WrestleMania is here and I'm excited to see fans there again. That should be fun. That's going to be so strange. Like I see, you know, we got used to like no crowd that we got used to NXT people being part of the crowd. Then it's, then it's like the Thunderdome with the monitor crowd. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm getting used to that. I, I really hope that they do what the Super Bowl did where it was spaced out, but they put like the cardboard fans in. So it looked packed. Like, that that was kind of a cool look. Yeah. I think. it's the same stadium. We'll see. We'll see how mm -hmm. they do it. They're selling, I think, twenty five thousand tickets in a seventy thousand seat stadium. So that yeah. should be plenty of space for everybody. They're selling them in pods. And if you look at the seating charts, like there's a group, and you could, there's like a you say, let's say you buy four tickets. There's right. four, 
and then either like the row in front of you is and behind you are empty then the rows and like four to, to the sides you are empty so you got like your little space you get like your little area and honestly like as a person that like loves going to Sox games when nobody's there like mm-hmm. i love like kicking my feet up and yeah, like why not? not having to worry about it you know and i know eventually we all want to get back to full houses but I, if I could go, I probably would. I'm like, ooh, I could kind of stretch yeah. out and not be bothered by anybody and get my beer and do all that stuff and be outside. But <laughs> it should to go if I was in Florida. But hey, it, yeah. it'll be fun. Two nights, I think, should be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could come over here on Saturday night. We can watch it out if it's nice outside or, or whatever. We could figure something out and it'll be fun yeah. to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm just getting to the point to like WrestleMania, I understand, is like their flagship show. And they go from three hours to four hours to five hours to seven hours to eight hours. And then it's two days. Like, it's almost too much. Like, like one night, six hours is, like, perfect. Yeah, I guess you're right. But this year is a little unique, and it's cool they're spreading it out. Yeah. This next week's going to be nuts. We've got Raw on Monday. We've got Hall of Fame Tuesday. We've got TakeOver Night 1 Wednesday and Dynamite. We've got TakeOver Night 2 on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got SmackDown on Friday. We've got Mania 1 Saturday. Mania 2 Sunday. And then Raw again. And then NXT starts to get on Tuesday. It's just going to be crazy. Yeah. And as a kid, if this much wrestling was out, I'd have been losing my damn mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm never leaving the house again. This is perfect. Yeah. So, all right. Speaking of long shows and tons of wrestling, WrestleMania 4. This is a show I've said over and over again. Never watched as a kid. Could never find the tape. And the one time I did find the tape, and I've told the story before, but I don't care. I'm going to be like Bret Hart and tell the same story over and over again, like GDP and tell the same story over and over again. Mm-hmm. We had multiple video stores in our town. The one day I convinced my dad to go to the other video store, Video Dimension. Because as a kid, you're thinking, okay. <laughs> I was, was going to say Video Shark, but yeah, it was no, Video, video dimension. dimension. There's different, because I went to Orland Video. We were Orland Video family. And the Video Dimension was down the, it wasn't even far. It was at the end of the, it was the end of the street. It wasn't even far away. But, you know, you don't want to open up another membership card and all that stuff. Yeah. So. I convinced him to go. I'm like, oh, we, we should see the movies they have. In my head, I'm thinking, they probably have different wrestling tapes. And they did. Mm-hmm. They had two that Orlando Video didn't have. They had SummerSlam 93, which was checked out. But they also had WrestleMania 4. And I was like, I've never even seen this. And they've got the dual cassette, the double box tape. They didn't have it popped up with the Hogan pop-up. They said the dual set. And they had the tags mm-hmm. instead of the cases behind the movies, like yeah. Blockbuster and most other movie places did them. And I'll, PPW Video has it too. So I pulled the tag up. So I didn't really know. Did I pull, bring the tag up to the counter? And my dad was talking to the guy. He's like, all right, we're, we're new here. How do you get membership? The guy's like, well, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he comes back with the tag. He's like, I can't find this tag. Is, another, is there another tag on the shelf? I was like, actually, there is. I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's two different tapes. Go back again. The is this like, the tag where they have like numbers on them? Yeah. Okay. So the guy comes back again. He goes, yeah, we don't have this either. My dad's like, we're leaving. <laughs> like that was <laughs> enough for him. We never went back there again. So I never got to see this. I couldn't even tell you the first time I saw this WrestleMania. It had to have been when the WrestleMania collection box set came out in 97. Wow. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. That was the first time I saw it. So what was your first time you saw this? What was your first experience with this mania? Oh boy. Yeah, WrestleMania 7, I, I, that's the first one I ordered, and that's the first one I paid for and watched and all that kind of stuff. And then I had a friend at the time a year earlier that was talking about Hulk Hogan and Warrior. And I knew who Hulk Hogan was because, I don't know, I mean, when you're a kid, it's just like everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is, I guess. And he was talking about the Ultimate Warrior and this and that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And he he was into wrestling. So he kind of got me into wrestling, really. Like, 
So then I'm thinking, okay, well, I want to go back and watch WrestleMania 6. And I guess he had ordered it and taped it. So we watched WrestleMania 6. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Because now I know the people from WrestleMania 7 going yeah. back like a, a year prior. Like, it's almost like the same people. I'm like, well, I want to see WrestleMania 5. So I, I go to the video store. I get WrestleMania 5. I wanted to watch them in order, but I was going backwards in order. Because the older that they get, there's more people that I don't know who they are. So I didn't want to start at one, not, not knowing anybody. So my strategy was to, you know, do it in reverse. So at least I'm familiar with everybody by then. So yeah. I, I got WrestleMania 5. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, I want WrestleMania 4. And I go to the, uh, it was Orlando Video. And they had the two tapes. I'm like, and I. Keep in mind, we're, we're cutting you off really quick. I said Orlando Video too. There was like five Orlando Videos in our town. Of yeah. Orland Park. So, so the you one had that a different Orlando Video. Yeah. The one that I went to is like five minutes from my house. So it was probably like 15, 20 minutes from your house. So the one that I went to was, um, they had WrestleMania 4. They had all the WrestleManias. Yeah. Um, so WrestleMania 4, and I I don't remember if they, whatever, I don't remember if they had the, the tapes in the boxes on the shelf or you had to go get it, but I went up and it was like two tapes. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is like, they had the cassettes like rubber banded together, right? No, they were like the uh, the plastic VHS where it was opened up like a book. Right. I know what you're talking about, but, but each, it was two of them. Right? Two of it them. Was like two, two cases. One was, yeah. it, one was in one case and two, but they were like, um, they weren't rubber banded. They were like sealed. Connected. Yeah, connected. Oh, like connected. Okay. Okay. Which I guess was new for them. They probably broke over like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. So I'm watching WrestleMania, the first tape, and then I had to watch a second tape. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And so this to, is around like 91, you're thinking. Yeah, right? this is 91, okay. 92, because I was going back and watching this stuff. So for me, and that's why I bring up the, the long WrestleManias, like this was at the time a long WrestleMania. It was only three and a half hours, but it was long <laughs> that it required two tapes. Yeah. So then from here, I go three, two, one. And, and the closer I get to one, the, the, the least I like those. But I think four is kind of like in the sweet spot because then I go from four, five, six. And then this is kind of like my wheelhouse. Okay. So this is a one. Was this something you would rent over and over again? Was this a multiple renter for you? Um, probably not because of the time that required to watch it. Like, yeah, I would watch stuff that was like an hour and a half, two hours or, or whatever it was. I'm sure the other WrestleManias were like two and a half hours, but, um, yeah, it's, it was just too daunting <laughs> to, yeah, to, 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 to like watch two tapes, like in one weekend or, you know, one three day, um, rental or whatever it was. When was the last time you watched the show before our show tonight? It had to have been 92. Really? Yeah. It's been that I mean, long. Okay. Yeah. But you've seen, everyone's seen the Macho Man winning the title. Like mm -hmm. that's like a clip over yeah. and over again type of thing. So that's the big right. moment of this show. WrestleMania 4 took place in Atlantic City, Trump Plaza, March 27th, 1988. Attendance of 19,199. The tagline, what the world is watching. What the world is watching. Okay. <laughs> First time I remember watching this show in 97, because my friend Rob had the WrestleMania box sets. So we watched all the manias together like in a row we did it over like the span of a week or two where yeah. i went to his house every day after school and watched him and the mania four was one that i just remember thinking like this is too long mm -hmm. even as a kid thinking it was too long and what's crazy is it's got i let's, let's, let's see how many matches it officially has on here it has 16, 16 and wrestlemania 7 has a ton of matches too but i love wrestlemania 7 yeah but those are it, like quick <laughs> that'd be like three or four minute matches there's a lot of like four minute matches, two minute matches on here too. There are the long, the longest match is the Jake Roberts Rick Rude draw, which was terrible. Are you like kidding me? See, I, I really right. like that one. All but... right, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get into the show. All right. Overall, I've just watched this. So I'm gonna say, as someone with no nostalgia, 
I could a hundred percent see why this was an awesome tape for a kid to rent because it's got everybody. Yeah, you would want on here as far as wrestlers go. Another reason I was not a fan of this, even in my later years, I'm like Hogan doesn't win. Like that sucks. <laughs> like, you know, like Hogan doesn't win. Yeah. And let's let's look at the tournament here too. And overall, my thoughts on it, it was a fun rewatch, and I could see how people watch it. There's highs and lows, a lot more lows than highs for me watching this. Okay. But some of the highs are like really made me smile while mm-hmm. I was watching. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool type of thing. Yeah. So here's the original bracket, which I would have loved to have like a printout of this as a kid, you know. Hogan and Andre have a first round bye. And for those who don't know, really quick history of this. This is the, the title was vacant because of the twin referee plastic surgery thing on the main event where Andre the Giant and a Million Dollar Man basically teamed up to screw Hogan out of the title and then Andre sold the belt to Million Dollar Man after beating him after cheating Jack Tony declares a tournament to declare the undisputed WWF champion that's the whole deal so because of that Hogan and Andre get a first round bye first round matchup Jim Duggan Ted DiBiase Don Morocco Dino Bravo Ricky Steamboat, Greg Valentine, Randy Savage, Butch Reed, Bam Bam Bigelow, One Man Gang, and Jake Roberts, Rick Roots. That's your tournament right there. That's a lot of superstars. That's a good good tournament. It is. I think this would have been a better show if it only had the Battle Royal and the tournament. Maybe the tag title match, Mm -hmm. but there's a few on there we didn't need. Like the Warrior Hercules match, do we need that Uh. on this show? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whatever. Okay. All right, show but, starts but, off. But if, if it was never on there, no, I wouldn't have missed it. Exactly. Show starts off. We get the flying WWF logo over like a landscape to start the show. Mm-hmm. Gladys Knight sings America the Beautiful. It seems like she did like an extra verse or something. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I skip right to the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal starts. Bob Euchre is great. And is a is a special guest to start. Let's just say that off the bat, he's a special guest of the show. Mm-hmm. Big fan of his. Do you do people like this battle royal? Am I missing something here? Because I hated it. I thought it was boring. I thought See, it was terrible. I, I liked it only because okay, here it's taking me back to when I was a kid, and like all of these guys were like fresh to my world. You know, yeah. like I don't know, just like seeing uh, Bret Hart with Anvil, like being. You know, the Plain Heart Foundation. With yeah, all, with <laughs> is that what they're jazz. called this era, the Plain Foundation? Well, that's what I would call them because, you know, over the years they start to get more personality. Their their, uh, their attire starts looking cooler and all that kind of stuff. So this is just, I don't know, I, I like it. I mean, you and, don't have to defend it. That, but, that's uh, fine. But I mean, we logically like a lot of stuff. Every Everybody in the ring, you know, it's like they get the introduction. They're not coming out from behind to come through the curtain with music. They're all already in the ring and think they're just announcing who they are. So... I don't know. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember them. I remember them. And then I'm yeah. trying to remember, like, the young stallions. One's Paul Roma, and the other ones, I forgot what his name was. He went to WCW. But anyway, all these different people. Um, I like the Sam Houston where he's just kind of, <laughs> you know, dips it. He's a cowboy. So he takes his cowboy hat off. He's, like, boot scooting around. <laughs> and then, you know, go be- go to the next introduction. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so you got me- the Bolsheviks, the Rougeau brothers, uh, Dangerous Danny Davis. But Bad News Browns, Brand News Browns, Bad News Brown wins, <laughs> yeah. and then Bret Hart smashes the trophy. That's like a famous thing. After everyone wants Bret Hart to win, mm-hmm. how do you start a show off with a bad guy like Bad News Brown winning? Like, what are we doing here? Well, maybe you're setting up uh, Bret Hart's face turn. Maybe, but then shouldn't he win? Uh, 
I mean, if he wins, you know, he's still a bad guy. He's got to have a reason. He's double-crossed. So, okay. so now people are sympathetic to Brett. Because, you know, him and Bad News Brown formed an alliance to get rid of JYD. So Brett's like, hey, check us out. We're two bad mofos. And Bad News Brown comes up and beats the hell out of him and tosses maybe, him. Maybe I was just too hyped for this battle royal. Because as a kid, I loved all battle royals. Yeah. Like Rumbles, battle royals. I loved them all. And I guess looking back, some of them aren't great and not really good. And this one, one I don't have nostalgia for. Yeah. No, I, I, like, eh. I, I can see that. Yeah. But you loved it. Bad News Brown gets the win here. Mm-hmm. To start us off at our first and, and match at WrestleMania, the trophy. he does. And then Robin Leach is here, host of the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, mm-hmm. for those who remember that show. And he's here to start the tournament for some reason. The first matchup is Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant in his corner and Virgil take defeating Tim or Tim Duggan defeating Jim Duggan. <laughs> so oh, Andre man. helps. Sob, Andre helps Teddy t- win. Tim Duggan. Yeah, Andre helps Teddy win. Yeah. But why? They're both in the tournament. Later, it's explained why Andre does it, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he explains it in an interview later with Bob Uecker that, you know, my one job was to make sure Hulk Hogan was not in the tournament that be I'm the Thunderbird champion. <laughs> like, that's, you know, that's what his yeah, interview was. That's a basically. good Andre. Thank you. So that, that made sense. But at the time, when I was watching this real time, I'm like, why the hell would Andre help him? Like, you want... I, unless he thinks DBS is an easier opponent for him over Duggan. Maybe that was it, but yeah. Well, I mean, he's I... in cahoots with DBS. So maybe it's not so much about the title. It's just to, you know, screw Hogan over, help his buddy out. Maybe Ted will help him out. And, yeah. you know, maybe they, you know, meet, meet somewhere in the bracket down the road. The match itself, I thought was pretty good though. I think Andre, I'm sorry, Andre, Ted and Jim worked good together. I liked it. I yeah, it was, it was a pretty good chemistry. It was. So it even was, before this started, you're talking about Robin Leach coming out, and you know, the reason he's there is to present the title, the, the, the brand new, not the brand new, but the to the brand Eagle. new champion, the Winged Eagle. It's 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 beautiful. Sure. So as this starts, and I see the brackets, I'm like, as a kid, I'm, it, it just took me back to like, you know, I liked Hulk, uh, uh, well, not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I liked Ricky Steamboat. I liked Jake the Snake, Hacksaw, Macho Man. Like, I liked all of them. And I'm like, I could see them winning this tournament, like when I was watching it. Because the first time I watched it, obviously, I don't know who won. And I don't know how the storylines progress. And over the years, you learn all this stuff. So this is my first viewing. I don't know what happened. So I'm like, okay, like I'm pumped. Like anybody, <laughs> any one of these guys that I like, you know, could win this whole thing. I'm curious if anybody who was watching this as a kid live, and if you were, please let me know on Twitter at PPW Podcast. This pay-per-view is coming up. You're hyped for it. You're ready. Who's your favorite? Who do you think's going to win? Is it obvious it's going to be Hogan? Do people think Ted's going to win? Because I don't, they're not even really hyping a macho man being able to win this. No. You know, it, throughout the tournament. It's pretty much all assuming Ted's going to win. So I'm kind of curious who yeah. people thought would win. Would they, I, I would have assumed it was Hogan because I always assumed Hogan wins everything. Right. But it was a good op- a good official opening match. Ted yeah. gets the win, moves on in the tournament. Yeah, solid match. I give, I give it a B. Now we go backstage to something you loved. <laughs> Gene Okerland with our friend Bruce the Barber Beefcake. And Gene's obsessed with his gear. He is. Our so. friends at OVP Podcast and our friend Nate Ringskirts. What is this, Brutus? What a package! <laughs> a package. <laughs> Looks like a grenade went off and you're hitting your gear. And yeah, Brutus does some goofy promo talking about how sharp the shears are. And, and but Gene's like checking him out. He is. I He's think all greased was... up and tan, and you know, got all his bits accentuated and tight. <laughs> Brutus, not Gene. Yeah, and Gene think... in, his, in his in his pants. I think this was a rib Gene like messing with Brutus. Oh, like, totally. 
I think he was just messing with him. Yeah. It's like, it, this is worth watching. The what a package. It's yeah. worth it. And, and the, whole, the, the whole idea behind Bruce the Barber Beefcake, I didn't know what a beefcake was. I know he was a barber, and I that's what, it's, what I thought he was. But, you know, beefcakes, and then he's got like a stripper, <laughs> stripper gimmick, cutting hair. and Yeah. I mean, my, my innocence was ruined. <laughs> Next up is Damaraco versus Dino Bravo. But this is a theme throughout the show where there's an interview, and I'm trained to think, Brutus's match is next, but it's not. They yeah, just they scatter right. it out throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Don Morocco with superstar Billy Graham uh, beats Dino Bravo by DQ. On the way to the ring, Don Morocco, the rock, has a tie-dye shirt. Jesse Ventura claims he invented tie-dye, uh-huh. which I thought was a pretty funny little line. Yeah. This match I had zero interest in. I was just like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, you know, the whole Don, the rock Don Morocco coming out with Billy Graham with the tie dye, like they're working together with the tie dye gimmicks. Um, Dino coming out with Frenchie Martin. I had no idea who it was. And, you know, he, he was kind of not around after this. So I just didn't really care to <laughs> look into yeah. who, who, who he was. <laughs> he didn't really care. But seeing all these guys like superstar Billy Graham, Frenchie Martin, like all these older names, you know, obviously were come from, you know, recent time periods and stuff like that. Just like today, you got like, um, MVP and, um, Kurt Angle and all these yeah. other people that are like old wrestlers but today like if you if somebody just started watching wrestling in the past five years it, that's all they know is they're, oh he's a manager or oh, he's a GM or he's this or he's that but no he yeah. was an awesome wrestler <laughs> the man of the hour the man that was too sweet to be sour superstar mm-hmm. Billy Graham that's right former champion beat Bruno garden was silent so I heard anyway it's a DQ Don Morocco gets the W and then we go to our next matchup. Greg the Hammer Valentine with Jimmy Hart takes on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky's got his kid. They make a funny comment. Ricky's holding his kid around, and Jesse's like, what's he going to do with that kid? Is he going to throw him <laughs> over the top rope? <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. They got their little matching outfits. And, uh, Ricky's got the dragon on the back, and Richie, yeah. Richie's got a little dragon on the back. And, you know, just a fun thing to bring s- your kid out. and it, it just added stuff to the story. So Greg wins. Which, as a kid, and even now, I'm like, why the hell wouldn't Ricky Steamboat win so you could do a rematch later with Macho Man and Ricky? Right, something. But I guess you don't want the focus to be on that too much. You want it to be on Macho mm-hmm. and his potential title runs. So. Right. But There's not much one, to say about these matches. Like We're kind of skipping going, but there's not much to say about these tournament matches. They just kind of fly. Yeah. Nothing I mean, really happens. This one be the first time that I saw Ricky Steamboat. Um you know, I was just really impressed with how quick Steamboat worked with Valentine. Like they had a little bit of chemistry going, and then you know, talking about the famous deep arm drags, like that's that's Steamboat all the way. He does do good arm drags. We'll give him that. And they're deep. They are. <laughs> we go backstage to the British Bulldogs with Matilda, the Bulldog, and Coco Beware, talking about how they're going weasel hunting. We're going weasel hunting, Gene. Uh-huh. We're gonna go after the Heenan family. So apparently, and, Matilda's going weasel hunting, and yeah, she's a certified weasel dog certified weasel dog <laughs> and that poor dog they keep like zooming in on it and they're holding it up this dog's like oh it's God. like choking get me out of here what are we doing this is classic 80s wwf this totally. interview right here yeah. it was and as stupid as it was it's fun to watch it's goofy yeah. to watch mm-hmm. and it's something i could see peacock editing out in the future because it's <laughs> why animal cruelty or something like that you know no so I watched this WrestleMania on my WrestleMania 4 DVD legacy set that I have. Okay. This this is how long this movie, this movie, this pay-per-view is. After, after I think, uh, whatever match it is before the tag title match, 
it says, please flip over the disc. <laughs> so I have to flip the disc <laughs> over. It's a dual-sided disc. So when, when, did, when did you flip it? After uh, It was right after the Brutus Honky Tonk match. Oh, okay. So you got so a pretty, couple more matches. It was like three hours. It was yeah. a three-hour disc. and mm-hmm. like, They probably could have fit it all on one, but apparently they didn't. They needed a, what do they call them, double layers? Back Dual then. layer. Dual layer, that's it. All right, we got Macho Man Randy Savage. Against the natural vote. butchery with Jive Soul Bro Slickster. Sure. Macho comes out in his first outfit of the evening. Yeah. So yeah. Rad Chad was tech tweeted us and he asked us to rank the outfits. So, so far, and I'll just spoil alert now, this is my favorite of the night. This first bright blue one with the cape, Liz in the brew dress. Mm-hmm. This one pops. Yeah. This is my favorite. This yeah. wins for me. He, he comes out hot, comes Elizabeth in strong. Elizabeth just looks gorgeous. Like, oh my sure. God. They should have closed with this. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I know the ending one was cool and like white and she's all classy and white, mm-hmm. but this is the one for me. This, this first one. We'll talk about his other outfits too, but this is my favorite one for sure. Yeah. So with this one, I mean, he does do the lavender tights with the yellow boots. He does that later in the match too, but all his little cape robes are different. So yeah. Yeah. He changes his gear, his tights a mm-hmm. couple of times, but the every, for all four matches, he's got four different robes. So. Yeah. Macho Man gets the win with an elbow drop. What'd you think it's, of this one? I, the notes I have where I was like, it's, I thought this was going to be kind of lame, but I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty I, good. I think it was because it was the first wrestling superstar athleticism match of the night for me. That's yeah. why I liked it so yeah, much. Yeah, I believe so too. So at this time when I was watching this, I was familiar with Butch Reed from being in WCW and Doom with Ron Simmons. Yeah. So to see him like, you know, in, in a different promotion with blonde hair, I'm like, all right, this guy's a good wrestler. And just to kind of see the pairing up of the two was, was pretty good for me. And you always get Macho Man like on his tippy toes trying to be you know, a couple inches taller because he's a short guy. <laughs> so going up against taller guys like Butch Reed and even like Hogan. I mean, Hogan just dwarfs him like at the end of this. Like you see Hogan, he's like seven inches we're gonna, taller. We're going to we're gonna get to Terry and the problems I have with him later. <laughs> we'll okay. get to Terry. He'll get right. his cup out of As a Hogan fan, we'll get to the Hulkster later on. Yeah, so this one, at the end of it, Butch Reed goes to the top. Like, he's kind of owning Macho Man. And then Elizabeth is on the side, and Butch Reed's like, I'm a better man, blah, blah, blah. And he's just all distracted with Elizabeth. Macho just comes up, slams him to the mat, like, from the top rope, like the old Ric Flair drop. <laughs> Scales yeah. the upper, hips, hits him with the elbow, and, you know, gets the win. So he advances. Mm-hmm. Our next matchup, the one-man gang with Slick. Mm-hmm. Takes on Bam Bam Bigelow. I completely forgot Bam Bam was with the WWF still. Yeah. He, to me, Bam Bam was only around in 94 on. Like, okay. he was never around before then. It, clearly, he was. But for me, that's when he showed up. Yeah. Well, I knew he was because on that Nintendo, Nintendo, yeah. um, WrestleMania, the first Nintendo game, like, he was part of that game. I'm like, okay, so Bam Bam was in here before. And, you know, I didn't know who the hell Oliver Humperdinck was. You know, someone's going to cuss me out about it, but <laughs> that's, okay. that's who comes out with Bam Bam. If someone cusses you out in defense of Oliver Humperdinck, <laughs> I will give them some cash because that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But I, I like this match for two big guys going at it. And Jesse even it described was, it as like two Mack trucks going at it. So it was three minutes. It was fine. It was no earthquake versus typhoon or earthquake versus tugboat, no. but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Especially for a three-minute match. And Bam right. Bam gets counted out. One-man gang moves on. Yes. And then we've got this the famous Goofy Hogan promo talking about <laughs> if Donald Trump is a Hulkamaniac, he'll grab his family, leave his loved ones behind, yeah. and I'll backstroke through the ocean. And <laughs> This must have been like 
Hulk talk about the ocean down Trump and the yeah. title go. Yeah, I mean, man. There's the famous gif of him backstroking, but if he backstroked, wouldn't he like, wouldn't the people holding onto his arms supposedly fall <laughs> off into the ocean? Like what the hell Hulk? Nah, they're holding on to his, his, uh, his midsection. His big old belly. Well, I don't know if it's big. Yeah. His but I, I, but I, I like the end of this. He's, he said, thank God Trump is a Hulkamaniac. Then he just finished this off by just doing a backstroke out of frame. <laughs> I can't believe like he did. It was so out of character for him to do something like that. Well, he's always well, done wacky things every now and then. Just, you know, keeps it fresh. This is a serious moment. He's going for the title. <laughs> he's, he's not screwing around here. <laughs> we, we need some levity in this in this whole thing. Next up, we have Jake Roberts versus Rick Rude. You love this match. I was snoozing because of the ch- damn chin lock. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the difference between, like, I like wrestling matches. Like, wrestling. I'm you like, think, oh, what are we about to say? Difference no, no, between me and you? I love wrestling. No, I, I know you about? love wrestling. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> like, like rest holds. Not rest holds, but I mean, that's what these were. But, you know, holds and locks and stuff like that. You, you like a little faster paced stuff. I like the slower you know, just grinding people down and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I liked it. I mean, 15 minutes, it felt like it was like 25 minutes, but you can even hear some of the fans yelling boring like throughout the thing. But I liked it. And this is pre-Robert's rude rivalry where uh, Robert's wife gets involved. Or, or yeah, Rick What are you rude. talking about? Wasn't like his wife on his tights for the show? No, that was, this is just like the first before, and then it, they have their big thing uh, next, next year. Okay. But this okay. is like their first interaction gotcha so i so i don't know i just thinking of all that and you know i'd like to end the draw and i get why they do some of these buy things because they gotta keep the show moving can't have everybody wrestling four times in the night end of the draw eric liked it i didn't let's go to the next segment vanna white her first appearance in the show she's backstage with gene with the big board the tournament board mm-hmm Vanna White was my first crush ever as a kid. As, like, I remember, I can remember this as being like a little kid in the kitchen. And my mom would have Wheel of Fortune on, on the little black and white TV or whatever, where she's watching it while I'm eating snacks or whatever, and she's making dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. And she'd make me say, ooh, Vanna. Like, she told me I had a crush on Vanna White. And <laughs> she was right. You're she like, is a, You're right, Mom. She's she is hot. Um, gorgeous on this show. 10 out of 10. Like amazing, great, and she's like, and she's got like a great personality, and like, she's happy, and she's happy to be there. She's not pulling like a Jenny Garth or WrestleMania Eleven. She's like, why the hell am I here? Yeah, she's into it. She's ready, and I don't know how they got her, but they did, and I'm glad they did. And I like the big board, and also the mini subplot throughout the show of Bob Uecker trying to find Vanna White. Yeah, trying to find her. Is she avoiding him? Maybe. Next up, we have our match. I talked about does it need to be here? Ultimate Warrior versus Hercules. The thing that stuck out to me the most here was Warrior looks like a baby. He looks so young. He does. Like, this is baby Warrior. Yeah, so seeing him, like, this was like, I mean, that was Warrior, but he was, he's looked um, not as ripped. I mean, he was big, like bulky. Yeah. But not as, like, cut like he like he would be later in the years. But just him flying down like a wild man in the light blue and the white. He's got matching tassels, matching face paint. And I noticed the headband. And I'm thinking, well, this is the 80s. Like, a lot of... Movies like karate movies were popular. Hair bands like they all wore the, the silly headbands. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. They do kind of a goofy finish, like with Hercules and like, and like how he loses, and it's just well, this is pre Bret Hart Piper finish. 
Yeah. But why are you... Basically, for those who don't know, if you don't want to watch it, (laughs) they do a double pin, and it's one, two, and they're both shoulders are down. Warrior gets his shoulder up at three, so he wins. Yeah. I don't understand why you're protecting Hercules. Why don't you just have Warrior beat him with the splash? What are we protecting Hercules for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was still around to, you know, become power and glory. Maybe they had some gas in the tank for him. I guess, but Warrior's clearly... Like like Triple H when he squashed him. (laughs) Warrior's clearly the the next thing here in the WWF. He gets the win, and it's kind of a cool... I mean, I said it was goofy, but it's kind of a creative finish, but it's goofy how Mm -hmm. they did it considering the players in the match. Yeah. Pretty good match. Pretty fun. It was a quick one. It was under five minutes. Yeah. And next up... We get the, the video package uh, just the about the, how we got here from Andre and Hogan from WrestleMania 3 to Saturday Night's Main Events and Jack Tunney yeah. vacating the title. So, I mean, that's, that's a good setup. for, And obviously this is going to be uh, preceding the next match instead of like earlier. It's weird, too, to have Hogan this early in a show. Mm-hmm. It's a little strange. But, you know, st- uh, this, what is it, semifinals? Yeah. No, quarterfinals. Well, the quarterfinals, yeah, because yeah. the first round by. Yeah, so you know, number one and number two seeds. Andre comes out, still has the awe. Like, the crowd, you can see, mm-hmm. is kind of like, whoa, this guy's still big as hell. Yeah. Hulk comes out, has a pop, but it's not as crazy as I would have imagined it to be. It's yeah. good, and everyone's happy to see him. It's still, it's a little goofy. I think, and, I think I might have been watching this too loud because, I mean, just when his music starts getting, I mean, I mean, it's, it's the, the crowd erupts. And then when he finally comes through the curtain, yeah, it just gets louder. And Jesse was even saying, he's like, I can't even hear myself think, you know, the whole yeah. classic trope of that. <laughs> so loud in here, I can't think. I thought this match was pretty good considering yeah, Andre's condition. Too. Like they did what they could with it. Mm-hmm. Like if you like WrestleMania three, like I want to see. This one was better than the three match. I thought so too. So to see Ho like just two icons from like the the mid early eighties and stuff like that. Well, I guess this is late eighties, but mid eighties, just like Hogan and Andre, like these are two good matches to watch. WrestleMania three and WrestleMania four. It is, and these are as a kid, these are like giants on the screen, mm-hmm. and these are real life people you're watching. They're not cartoons; they're real. And that's what makes it fun. And that's when I try to, when I watch these shows, I try to put myself back in that time frame of being like, okay, I can see being like, oh man, Andre's so big. Yeah. And Hogan's strong, but I don't know if he's that strong type of thing. I can see that. Yeah. What I liked about this is how it started off hot. Like it was just yeah. Andre and Hulk just going at each other and, and, and just going back and forth. And I think maybe two, three minutes into it, Hogan finally rips his shirt. Like usually he does have to start the match, but I mean, they're just going at each other. Don't worry, Hogan still gets his poses in. He does. <laughs> this match ended a double DQ. However, Hogan should have been disqualified. He should have He hits been. Andre with the chair first. That should have been it. So I rewound it, and yeah, Hogan hits Andre first. Right but in front Andre of the referee. Hogan back. Ten seconds later. Like, count to ten. Like That's how long time goes by before Andre hits Hogan. Now it's a double DQ. Come on, ref. I, I also loved how Hogan hit Andre with, you know, the square part of the chair. Andre hits it, like, backwards. It, like, tries to hit Hogan with, like, the legs. And Hogan's like, brother, whoa, dude, brother, what are we doing here? That made me laugh. Yeah. I got through Hulk Hogan. And, like, tries to hit him with it. Double DQ. Andre should have moved on in the tournament. But Andre's one job was to make sure Hogan didn't advance. Yeah, so the, so winner, he, the winner of DiBiase in Morocco of this goes right to the finals. How huge is that? That's and huge. They, they put it over. Jesse puts over how huge that is. Yeah. And th- now the story is becoming clear to me that 
okay, so one man gang gets a buy. DiBiase is going to get a buy. If the Macho Man makes his way through that, he's facing pretty much like fresh guys or guys that have didn't wrestle as much as he did. So then that even adds more of the maybe like the underdog spirit behind Macho Man. But the announcers don't really talk about that. No, but I, because I've seen this and I'm starting to watch it again, I'm like, well, that's that's what I'm starting to feel. I'm like, okay, Macho Man's going to be kind of shown off as the underdog here. Yeah, and I agree, but I think the announcers should have really focused on that, but they didn't. That's a little nitpick. Yeah. And that's normally something that Jesse and, and Gorilla would be good at, so I'm curious as to why they didn't bring that up. But maybe not, maybe it hasn't cleared yet in, in the tournament of how things were going to shake out because, you know, we haven't had the... Yeah. The, the the one man gang announced yet by um, Valentine, you know I mean it, it's still a little early to be talking about that I guess. That's fair. Ted DiBiase, he has his next matchup. He beats Don Morocco to get to that quarterfinal win mm-hmm. to go straight to the finals. Yeah, a little five minute match here. Ted's a good worker, good wrestler. Does what he has to do to get the win here. It was nothing crazy, nothing special, but I watched the whole thing. I didn't fast forward through. I liked it. It was good. I would say this is definitely worth watching. See, what I what I thought was cool about this is DiBiase wins with old stunning Steve Austin stun gun. Like, he just grabs him and, and drops him on the top rope. And later yeah. on, <laughs> Steve Austin comes in, and he's usually the million-dollar dream as the ringmaster. Like, they traded Ooh, finishes. Ooh, look at that. I love it. I love little tidbits on the PPW podcast. <laughs> I skipped over it, and I kind of talked about it. So after that match with Hogan and Andre, Hogan still does his full pose like he won. Yeah. Like full full on posing, at least like five minutes, Another, or, or three, whatever. I mean, what, it's, it was it's too long <laughs> enough. It was too <laughs> long. <laughs> it was too long. Either way, it should have been any posing. And also, as a kid, if you're watching this, how cool would that have been? Being like, oh man, we're guaranteed no Hogan or Andre. Yeah. This is crazy. Like I'm new champ. This is awesome. I don't man, know if that's... this is true or not, but something tells me that's how the first tape ended, and that I had to because because I thought Hogan won because he was posing. <laughs> Yeah. I, I could be totally wrong, but I... I, I will I, check it. I, I, I will check it. Okay. And confirm. I, but after we record, I will check and confirm. Okay. And uh, and we can figure that out for everybody, because I have the Coliseum videos, obviously. Because I'm in my notes, and I'm halfway through, so that seems right about the time <laughs> when, when they would Well, from what I remember, tapes. the tape ends, like, randomly. It doesn't end in, like, after a match. It just ends. Oh, okay. So I will confirm that when tape one ends on mm-hmm. the PPW podcast. Got it. So we, like we mentioned, Ted wins, moving straight to the finals. Our next matchup, Macho Man's next match, we've got... Well, they do announce that one-man gang advances to the semifinals yeah, due to right, the time right, limit right. draw between Roberts and Rude. So now one-man gang doesn't have to fight in this round. So yeah, like, but he's right. at ringside, too, which is kind of weird. Like, wouldn't yeah. you be in back, like, chilling, having a hot dog or something? But I guess, like, get your ass out there, one-man. Get your ass. <laughs> we we got to talk about Get out about there, Akeem. <laughs> get out there. Yeah. Randy Savage is in his whatever. Oh, his pink and white. He's also got the feathers. I don't like the feathers yeah. on his little cape. So this is probably my least favorite. I could see what he was going for, a little fancier. I could like the pink, but I'm not sure if I like the the feathers. Not yeah, I, I mean Liz. I mean she's in this gorgeous pink dress, so she's done a wardrobe change. Um, Savage switches to the like the dark orange trunks, which I yeah. which I mean my Hasbro, I mean that's iconic. So to me, that's how I always pictured him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the macho yeah. man for everybody. I think that's the best macho, the best version of macho man in figure form. <laughs> now, now is that best because you know that's what the Hasbro said it was, or because I because I have a um, defining moments where he's in the lavender, the WrestleMania Seven one. 
Oh, the Wrestle, I think it's the WrestleMania 4. He's got the lavender trunks. Oh, that's WrestleMania the, the 3. Yellow... Okay. With with the robe? Yeah, that's WrestleMania 3. Okay. okay. All okay. right. Well, I mean, the best macho figure ever is the Defining Moments one. Right? Yeah. From, okay, from WrestleMania 7, Defining Moments. Sure. Well, I, I don't know. have it, so I can't appreciate as much okay, as you I'll, do. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep an eye out for it. I know you want it. I'll keep an eye out. I know some people say the Slim Jim Macho Man. To me, he's the seventh best figure of the. I'm just, it's yeah, it's not my favorite. Plausible joke. It's good, yeah. but it's not a wrestling figure to me. If, I could, wore that if I could open up the package, I'd push his hat down a little bit more because inside oh, yeah. the package, his hat is like floating over his head. Yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> Do you have the Slim Jim one? Yeah. It's in the package. You got him in the package. I got him in the package. Awesome. Anyway, Macho Man's about to wrestle here in non-Slim Jim gear, in his pink gear, his pink robe and his, his orange gear. Yep. He beats Greg the Hammer Valentine. The notes I have in this match, it started off really slow, but I love the last two or three minutes of this match. Yeah. It really picked up. I love the double axe handles. I was kind of hoping, I didn't, I didn't know how this, it ended. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he finished, with, he won with the double axe handle, but he didn't. He won with yeah. a small package. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say package <laughs> after after but yeah, Greg I mean, goes for the I thought Valentine four. you know kind of just dominated it and it just seemed like Macho couldn't catch a break you know Macho comes off the top and and uh Valentine he wants to hit him with the 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 axe handle the axe handle yeah but Valentine socks him in the gut so he can't land it yet so Valentine finally gets him down tries to go for the figure four Savage hooks him and gets him in the small package for the win yeah, he does actually hit him with the axe handle, and Jimmy Hart does the distraction, but Valentine still kicks out, so yeah. it's kind of weird. I don't know, they might have screwed something up there with, with Jimmy Hart trying to distract the referee, but what are you going to do? Gene is back with my girl Vanna White again. Every time she comes on the screen, I'm just... You're just mouth waters or what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a creep, but I'm just smiling. I'm like, man, that's that's a classy lady right yeah, there. That's my first love. It is. So I, so I like when they're going over the board, like earlier yeah. um, when Vanna and, and Mean Gene were going over the board, you know, Vanna was going with the the, uh, the baby faces. She liked Hulk, she liked Savage and whatever. So she comes back to this one and, and Hulk's out of it. And Vanna goes, I still like Hulk. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm sure she meant she still likes Hulk Hogan as, as a wrestler. I don't, I don't think she meant I still like Hulk Hogan to win the tournament. But well, I would way, hope not. The way she, she, could she, see the way she said it, she kind of, it kind of could have been taken that way too. Hey. Don't be bad mouthing Vanna. I'll take you out. I'm just saying. I mean, she likes the Hulk. Another guy that likes the Hulk, Brutus Beefcake. He's up at our next matchup. Mm-hmm. Versus the Honky Talk Man for the Intercontinental Championship. Bruce wins by DQ. I thought this match was going to suck. It was good. It was so much fun. It was, it was good. so good. It was so good. Like, it's, it's not a classic, you know, 10-star match. But all the goofy stuff they did, right? From the sleeper hold to the ref distracting to the ref, who's was it? Danny Davis that got just knocked out cold. I could, I don't remember. I forget who it was. But was it Jimmy Hart? Just knocked him out. Yeah, cold? just bopped him with his microphone. <laughs> but like Danny went down like a ton of bricks. But I thought this was a good match. I mean, it was good wrestling. I mean, it, you got the atomic drops and your clotheslines, all that kind of stuff. And then Honky Talk Man's going for the shake, rattle, roll. And Brutus just grabs the top rope because he's close enough. Honky just spins. <laughs> Barber doesn't go with him. Honky hits the ground. <laughs> and then, you know, Honky comes off the ropes later in the match and he catches him in the sleeper hold. So for me as a kid, I'm like, this is awesome because I know what he's, I know what's going to happen. He's going to put him to sleep. He's going to cut his hair and he's going to win. Or yeah. win and cut his hair and throw the hair up in the in the air like, hey, look what I'm doing, everybody. For people in the in the 
you know, the bleeder seats or nosebleeds. <laughs> you know, this is what's happening. <laughs> but he gets Jimmy Hart, and, you know, still satisfying. But I wanted, I don't know, I, I hated Honky Tonk Man. I wanted his greasy hair to get cut. Well, poor Jimmy Hart. He's cut the back of his mullet. Jimmy's kind of squirming. I'm like, his poor hair. Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't cut the front of his hair like he did the genius <laughs> WrestleMania 6. At least he cut the back so they cleaned up later. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. They, uh, they, more reps come down. They end up giving the win to Bruce by DQ. Yeah. I mean, why not give Bruce the damn IC title? He's got a great package. He did. Why not I give mean, him the title? I don't know. Was this during, like, Honky Tonk's, like, yes. epic run? Yeah, he ends up losing it to Warrior at SummerSlam this year. Yeah. So, maybe that, I, mean, I don't think, maybe they knew that far in advance. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I would have given it to Brutus. It was weird seeing Brutus without, without entrance music, though. Without the down and down and down and down. Right. Bow. That yeah. was kind of goofy. This might have been one of my favorite matches of the night, as goofy as that sounds. No, I'm with you. I liked it. Okay. I mean, I also like the Roberts Rude match, but, you know. <laughs> you know. I, I like that for the technicality and, and, and the science of professional wrestling. This one yep. I just like for the silly shit. Yeah. We go backstage. Bob Uecker is with Andre the Giant for an interview, <laughs> and this is the famous interview where Andre chokes Uecker, and he kind of crosses yeah. his eyes with his arms out after he tells him, hey, pal, get your foot off my shoulder here, and it's got his <laughs> hand on it. Right. Uecker's so great. He's he awesome. Is. He's great at three, at four. He should have been at every WrestleMania. It, to me, been. the Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania celebrities, it's Regis, it's Uecker. Yeah. It's... I mean, I kind of put myself in the spot here. I just have those two. I can't think of who else would be. I That's guess Pete okay. Rose is yeah, three. Sure, Pete Rose. Uh, and we'll give Burt Reynolds one. Drunk Burt Reynolds of WrestleMania 7. Yeah, we'll so, so Bob Euchre at this time when I'm watching this, you know, I just only knew him from Major League and uh, Mr. Belvedere. Me too. So to and me, they I keep talking about the, baseball. Like, yeah, what are they talking about? And, and he's so Mr. Baseball, Mr. Baseball. And I had no idea. Like, he's been the, like the announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers since the seventies. I'm like, Holy crap. I'm like, why did I only know him as an actor? Well, he was, his joke was he was a bad baseball player. I mean, that was like his deal. He never got oh, 200. Okay. They call it the Euchre seats. Cause he always had the cheapest seats in the, in the stadium. But yeah, I knew him as Mr. Belvedere, the dad, Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. He was a good actor too. He was, he was, he was a good, uh, you know, TV dad. Yeah. We talked about earlier how Andre talked in this interview. My only job was to make sure you Hulk Hogan do not win the championship, but I did my job. I'm the only undefeated giant. Ah, and he chokes Bob Euchre. So, no, add another impression to the PPW podcast. Of, <laughs> You're going to have your own podcast. You're going to do like the Man of a Thousand Voices. <laughs> You're going to do interviews. No, that's the Laps fan. They do all the voices. Oh, okay. I, I They're much better than I am. I just have goofy ones. I think okay. my Andre's pretty good, but... No, uh, well, it's better than my... the, the better than the guy that does it on the Young Rock TV show. Oh God, have you been watching that? Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, I watched the first episode; and it was mm-hmm. pretty good. So yeah. should I go back, keep watching it? Oh yeah, definitely keep watching. I mean, it's a fun show. I mean, I don't know how historically accurate all of it is, but who cares? Well, how long could it keep going? Because the first episode ended with him in college. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, they go back and forth to him as like a little kid. Then they go to him in high school. Then they go back to him in college. Then the next one, he's a little kid. Next one, he's in college. Then they go to his high school. Like, it's a lot of different stories from different time periods. It's not like um, everybody hates Chris where they start with him in like, you know, fifth grade and go all the way to high school. Like, it just bounces around a lot. So, I mean, I think that's what's going to keep it alive. Okay. Well, as long as you like it, you, you yeah. give it, a, you give it a, a thumbs up. I'll we'll give go it with a that. Thumbs up. Next up is the six-man tag: the Islanders, Haku and Tama, 
with Bobby the Brain Heenan taking on the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Yeah, for me, this was another favorite. Like, I just liked how silly it was. And, and nostalgia-wise, I'm the, the um, British Bulldog, Coco Beware, Haku, like, and, and Heenan, like, those are the guys I knew. But to then go with Tama and Davy Boy and just just face-to-face, like, for me, like, these type of matches are almost like rumble matches where you get the face-to-face of matches you may not see in ever developing a feuds but right now now you got coco beware going against haku or davy boy smith and it's just like a fun match and bobby heenan adds a lot of silliness to it and the, the whole thing was fun bobby heenan's also got like a a dog repellent suit or something on so matilda can't bite him like he's, yeah. that's what he's wearing the entire time yeah the dog but protector or whatever it is from bobby dog, ends dog up bites. getting the win as he gets slammed on <laughs> yeah. slammed on the wind here he gets the win i love how he first comes in like a house of fire and he's just going nuts as soon as he gets slapped in the belly he just runs and tags out because he doesn't want to get in a fight <laughs> he's, he's such great. a chicken shit i love him <laughs> he's he's the best he is he's, he's announcing interviewing manager wrestler bobby's in the in the hall of fame of hall of fame type of thing Correct. Seven minutes, 30 seconds. Good little match there. Yeah. Right, he, he even got, got Coco hulking up. You know, he's flapping his wings. He's flapping up. And he, he's got a little he's comeback. He's flapping up. He was. I like it. It was a we good have, one, even though he took the loss. What yeah. a jobber he was, huh? <laughs> I, I never realized he never won. He's <laughs> the bird man. I know. I loved him. One man gang versus Macho Man. Macho is in his black and blue and purple. I like the color scheme. Just don't like the black feathers he added. I don't know really? who told him I feathers it. were a good idea. The no. black teal and the pink robe. I liked it. Macho doesn't have feathers. Oh, come on. He does here. <laughs> and, and and Liz in that strapless, sparkly black dress. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Macho Man gets the win versus the one-man gang by DQ mm-hmm. after he gets whacked. Was it the cane? Does he get yeah, whacked? I forget. Slick's I forget. Cane. Yep. Yeah, he gets whacked. Poor. And it wasn't gimmicked. It didn't seem like it was a no. real cane. Did you ever know one with a cane? Like, ever have a grandpa or like a parent have to have a cane? Or have you ever um, had a cane? No, my, my dad had one. And they're, they're pretty stiff. Re- they, are, they are. So the story, my dad, this is a total side story about a cane. Let's hear it. Um, not, my da- but my not, dad? not Undertaker's brother. Right? No, no, no. This is, this is like a walking stick, a cane. Brooch. So okay. he goes into Walgreens with my mom, and they're just shopping around different things, and my dad goes there to buy a cane. So he gets the cane, he takes it up, and he sets the cane on the edge of the counter. He didn't lay it on a counter. He set it on the edge of the counter. Or maybe he did lay it on the counter, but the person that, the, that was checking him out thought it was his. So he paid for everything, didn't notice that she didn't scan it, and then he picks his cane back up and, and walks out with it because now he just bought a brand new cane. He gets home, and he's looking at the receipt, and he's like, she didn't charge me for this. <laughs> my mom's like, she probably thought it was yours already. Like, you didn't buy it. So he got a free cane from Walgreens. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. You got the free cane. That's got to be the free cane. <laughs> How much does yeah. a cane go for these days? Do you, does anybody know? I don't uh, know. I don't know. My one buddy had hip surgery like five or six years ago. and. Mm-hmm. He was. He came up walking up with the cane to the bar. He's like, "Piss off!" He's like, and he's in his like <laughs> mid late twenties. Like, "Piss off!" I know I look like an ass, yeah. but it's how I have to walk. I can't put all my pressure on my hip right now. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, were you guys picking on him? No, no. He kind of looked cool, like distinguished. You know, like a, a legit person. Yeah, like a pimp. No, just like a distinguished <laughs> man, not a pimp. Oh, okay, distinguished. I get it. Yeah. 
So Macho Man gets the win to go to the finals. And guess who oh, he's he... going to meet? Well, a we fre- know he's going to meet. A fresh Teddy DiBiase who had a bye this round. He just faced a fresh one-man gang. He did. It was a short match, though. Yeah. But it, it was it was a it was a big man to overcome. We go back to my girl Vanna, mm-hmm. and Gene's with her, and she's like, "I, I gotta go, Gene. I gotta get to ringside." Yuka <laughs> comes in and realizes he just misses Vanna, just yeah. missed Vanna, and he's like, "I've been looking for." Her. And Gene's like, "Maybe she doesn't want to see you." He's like, "Oh yeah, he's been writing me letters." Vince White, <laughs> he's like, "No, it's Vanna White." It's like, oh yeah, you so, you Euchre totally adds some some comedy to this whole thing. Who's Vince White, some creep stalker fan, writing Bob, dear Mr. Belvedere's dad, mm-hmm. or boss, or whatever he was. How was Wesley? How was Wesley? <laughs> oh, Wesley. If anyone ever wants to see something funny on YouTube, uh, Funny or Die does these series called A Very Special Episode, where they mm-hmm. make fun of sitcoms in the 80s and 90s that did very special episodes, and they talk about the one where Wesley's friend had AIDS. And like, it's just ridiculous that Mr. Belvedere episode. So go watch it. Funny or die. Funny or die is talking about AIDS. <laughs> well, there's a very special episode about AIDS. And they okay. talk about how ridiculous, like those very special episodes were. Yeah. Like, remember the bike shop episode of different strokes? Where that yes. Guy I was just going to like, bring that up. I was going to like, ask They you. do that one too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. I mean, that wasn't funny at the time, but you know, if they can add some, <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how you can make that funny with a child Trust molester me. and. You know, got the Trust back me. broom and locks him in there. Him and Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was scared, dude. <laughs> makes them take believe. their makes them take their shirts off and shit and take pictures. Come on, I can't, I can't believe you remember the other kid's name. <laughs> yeah, Dudley, dude. He was he was his. Oh, his, his, so, his so, best did you friend. watch that? Was you watching like Different Strokes live? And you're like you're like watching this happy go lucky show. You're like, yeah, what the hell just happened? I did. And and the bicycle uh, shop man. Oh man, what a sicko! Well, in that episode, they like he like shows him like porn, like that's how he gets him like to like be relaxed. Oh yeah, he gives him alcohol. Makes yeah, he gives him wine. Oh my god! Oh man, that's That's disgusting. It is, but the funnier die episode. Okay, (laughs) it makes it makes it okay to talk about pedophilia. (laughs) All right, all right, here we go. This took some type of turn here. (laughs) Very dark. Demolition versus Bring, bring us back to the light, Demolition. This is a match. I always wondered how Demolition became tag champs. Mm-hmm. And it took me the up until 97. I never knew. I never figured it out. They won them from Strike Force at WrestleMania 4 by cheating. Uh, if you go back to the archives of our show, Jeff from the, P- or the Fully Posable podcast joined the PPW podcast. And he talks about how him and his brother and his mom and his dad went to the closed circuit viewing of this WrestleMania. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, I know. I was like, tell me everything about this. Like, that's amazing. So he was telling me about it. And he said that when Strike Force lost, he was like crying. He's like, no, no, where the hell? Where's the other ref? Like, they cheated. Like, where's yeah. the ref to tell them they cheated? He kept waiting for them to be reversed, but it never did. So Demolition is your new tag champs. Demolition looked mean here. Mm-hmm. They sure they did. W- they got Master Fuji. Not Mr. This is Master Fuji. This is a guy with, you know, with an iron fist. Like, he, he yeah. wants Demolition to, you know, F stuff up. He does. They get the win. This match, I didn't think was great. I was expecting a little better. I like the ending where he's got him in the Boston Crab and the big Kane whack across the back again. Again. Damn Kane. It's, yeah. It's, they should be banned from ringside. I don't know why I have, um, like, I, I, I like Strike Force. I like the idea of Strike Force and... 
but I never seen them like together. Like uh, as I was watching, it was never live. And I think it's because I got like a WrestleMania book that went from like one through 15 or one through yeah. 12 or whatever it was. It was one of those things you get, at, you know, the grocery store for like, Oh, it was $10, but it went through all Ooh. the WrestleManias with pictures yeah. and stories. And, you know, even at the time when I was learning about, you know, what happened before WrestleMania seven, you know, that stuff I would buy and I would read. I'm like, Oh, okay. So this guy was that guy. And IRS used to be, um, Mike Rotundo and he was part of the varsity club and W like all this type of stuff and knowledge. I'm like, so like, they're so thir- up. It's like, just oh, thirsty man. for. I'm like, man. I'm like, he was in this, and that's that, and whatever. And so, you know, seeing Martel and Tito, like the Royal Rumbles, where they're going at each other when they come in, and, and just like the, just the hatred they have for each other. When I was watching, going back and seeing how that kind of just, it's like the undoing the snap in uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like it just goes back, <laughs> and now they're a team again. I'm like, okay, they're a good team. They're good friends, and then everything just falls apart. And now they hate each other. But just yeah, because, just something about them, I like. I'm joking. <laughs> Your Avengers Endgame reference. Yeah. <laughs> Tie it over here. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get something to drink. Hold on, here. take a sip of beer here for the working man. Like but but I, I remember you told me something about a disc replay over by us, which sells. Um, you know, wrestling figures, use games, CDs, yeah. and you know stuff like that. And you said uh, there's a Strike Force up here. I'm like, what? So I'm thinking, I'm like, I kind of want it. So I went up there. It was a Jax. Yeah. And I looked at it. I'm like, hmm, if it's still here in a couple of weeks, I'll get it. Because not that I didn't have the money, it was just I wasn't ready to pull the trigger. And I still just didn't really like the way Jax figures looked compared to Mattel. <laughs> but if they still had it, I would have got it. But they eventually yeah. sold it. All right. So anyway, Strike Force loses. My first Strike Force memory was them breaking up at WrestleMania Five. Okay, that was my first Strike Force memory. Martel got sick of Tito stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Tito stuff. You yeah, got sick he's of like, it. You're a loser. We get our main event time. Robin Leach brings down the belt. Mm. Yeah, he does. Bob Uecker is a special guest announcer. You're not going to talk about how good that belt looked on that like red velvet satin. You know, just totally. When the light hits it, it up. does look. It does look pretty legit. It looks brand new. It. Probably was. Vanna is the guest timekeeper. She gets a big pop. Yeah, as she should. Mm-hmm. And then we have Macho Man coming out in the silver and blue. Liz and his Liz in classy white. Classy. I think this is my second favorite Macho Man Alpha of the night. This, but this but let, let's go back a little bit because Bob Euchre, this is he finally gets to meet Vanna White. Yeah, and he, you could tell he's starstruck, and yes, he, he should be. He, he mouths, he's like, "Oh boy, Vanna White." <laughs> <laughs> he's a pro. <laughs> so they're both in the ring, you know, together, and he's happy, she's happy, and she's got her arm around his back, he's got his arm around her back. <laughs> Jesse Ventura says Vanna's arm is around Bob Euchre to hold him up so he doesn't fall. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was funny. Uh, speaking of Jesse, Jesse asked Gorilla, Gorilla, who would you pick, Liz or Vanna? And Gorilla, without saying, goes, Elizabeth. And Jesse goes, really? <laughs> and he goes, I'd pick Vanna, because then I wouldn't have to fight the macho man. Who would you pick, Liz or Vanna? Liz. Oh, you're like, Gorilla, give me Vanna White. Yeah. I'm sorry. Really? I yes. Think, I think I just have this disposition for brunettes. Okay. I've always dated brunettes. Maybe that's why, like, I always I'll pick like in fantasy world a blonde. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I've only dated one blonde, but everyone Me too. else was a brunette. Me too, and it wasn't it wasn't great. No, it as wasn't. far as how oh, it ended see, up. we had bad experience with blondes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but Van, not Vanna. Not don't Vanna. you don't talk about Vanna like that. Right. She's a, she's a sweet sweet girl. If you watch yeah. Wheel of Fortune today, yeah, 
like it's hard to tell that she's aged, but I mean, to get close up on her, you know, obviously you could tell, but she hasn't aged. She's still beautiful. I don't think she's done any work. Her she's body, great her, shape. her figure's the same. Yeah, she's great. She's still, still turning those, just turning those vowels and consonants. Well, she's basically tapping now since it's touchscreen. Oh, right, right, right. She's right. not that's, turning anymore. That's right. They should just bring back the turning on Wheel of Fortune. Like, why yeah. not? Make it boring. Every retro's in now. Nostalgia's in. Maybe bring back the maybe old they'll school. have a celebrity. Oh, they already did that. Never mind. They celebrity did. Wheel of Fortune. Just bring it back. Bring back the old school turning of the of the vowels and the buying of the vowels. And I'm with you. Okay, everybody, you're with me. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is with me. All right. This match, Ted DiBiase is in his silver, which is the current chase of the Elite Legends line figures. That's this figure. Yeah. Did you get that one? I thought, did you no, get no. Okay. I, I have the. What was it? The ring entrance. I mean, it's the old entrance ring greats, entrance yeah. greats of, of um, him, which which I like. It's got the soft goods outfit and all that kind of stuff. So I, I still like it to this day. You did the head swap though. Right? I did do the head swap with the. I think it was the Hall of Fame one. It came with a basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting accessory, but we like it. Where he's doing the laughing. Like, <laughs> yes, this is a really good match. It's for me when the, Andre is coming down. Yeah, I'm sorry. When Andre is coming down with a million dollar man, that just totally took me back to like the digitized version of the WWF WrestleFest arcade. Yeah. Like, when you, when oh, you pick them man. as a tag You're team. You're bringing me back there. They're coming down the aisle together. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, what's his name's in his, his silver suit? And you got Andre to a side. Like, Where did the, you play WrestleFest the most? Do you remember? Um, there was a, it was a family pantry. It was like a convenience store. And yeah. it was like half convenience store and like the back i don't know four aisles was video rental stuff much smaller video than you would get at like i don't know if blockbuster was around then probably was blockbuster or orland video stuff like that but it was small enough to where it was like a local thing like if you lived right by the pantry you could just walk mm-hmm. to it and you know grab a new movie or something it didn't have like a lot um like a yeah, library folder yeah. stuff so they had a couple arcades there i think there was that aerosmith uh, revolution x um, the turtles game was there i would play WrestleFest was there uh, maybe another rampage was there. So, I mean, that was the place I went to. That so was close enough for me to walk to. Yeah. So that's where I played it. I played it the most either at Bremen Theater, which was the dollar theater near us, the dollar movies. Yeah. Uh, second row movies that also had an arcade. Oh, yeah. And, that was, that also, was a nice one. Yeah. And also the Walmart, uh, before it was a Super Bowl, it was the old Walmart in Orland Hills over here. They had it, too. So my mom would go shopping and mm-hmm. like, I would be like, could I have a dollar? And she's like, here. And I would play it. And I think I beat it one time. Like I remember one time I beat the game mm-hmm. and it was with, I, got, I think I got like a free game and that's how I was able to beat it. I don't remember. But I remember I beat it one time at Bremen. I never did. I got far, but we were watching someone play it once. Like I think we missed the movie because we were like watching this kid play the game. It yeah. was so great. Uh, but that that's where I played it the most. It was it's pretty legit, and you talking about Andre walking down, I totally get where you're coming from. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. That's what this brought me is, back. This match is great. It's good. It's fun. There's a couple issues I have with it. Obviously, Hulk isn't involved. All right, so <laughs> Andre keeps... A, the Dodgers really even do anything to Macho, but he well, blocks... He, he, he does hook Macho's like feet when he gets close to yeah. the rope. But that's and Macho's like, like, Macho's like, what the hell? You know, we're trying to have a match here. You're over here grabbing my leg. And he does it again for a second time. He doesn't club him. No, he doesn't. But, I but mean, he also it, blocks. It, it messes up also, the momentum. He also blocks Macho from jumping yeah. onto Andre or onto Teddy. So like, Macho Liz, goes to Liz. sick of this shit. Go to the bench and get Hulk. 
<laughs> so here's the this thing. big bastard. It's gonna ruin. Why, it. Why, does you think? Let's let's play fantasy here. Mm-hmm. Do you think he told her, go get the hoaxer? Or did he tell her, go get some help? He could have told her just go find a wrestler. Do you think Liz picked Hulk? So, Ma, this is where he started. There, there was a reference to Mega Powers that somebody said. I don't know if it was uh, Gorilla or Jesse. I would have had her go get Duggan. Duggan's got the two by four. <laughs> He's yeah. fresh. He hasn't wrestled all but night. Hogan's He's ready the, to go. got the 24-inch pythons. And he in that stupid red spandex pants, like an idiot. Come on, man. He's not, he's not wrestling. <laughs> he, he's, he's lounging right now. All right. I would have gotten Duggan. I'm just I'll just putting it out there. <laughs> go get Duggan. <laughs> go, go get that two-by-four guy. Yeah. Macho Man ends up getting the win here after Hulk whacks DiBiase in the back with a chair. What a and dirty, low-down... Creep. Jesse is beside himself with this, well, as, as he, he should, should be. <laughs> the crowd doesn't care, though. No. Macho Man with an epic elbow drop off the top rope. Gets huge airtime. Yeah. One, two, three. Crowd goes nuts. Biggest pop of the night. Macho wins and is celebrating. Hulk kind of clears out the room there for a second. You know, Macho Man gets a celebration. This is when Hulk should just roll out of the ring. But no, he's got to be in every shot, pointing at Macho Man, all this stuff. That's whatever. Here's the big question for me to you. Yeah, what's up? Is this moment, the Macho Man moment, which is better? Him winning the title here or him winning the title at WrestleMania 8? Oh, boy. I think WrestleMania 8 because it was a, it was a way better match. I mean, you got the tur- you got the story of the tournament that wasn't really told well. Like, you had to, to, had to watch it again to kind of get the story. Like if they explain the story and, and, and how he's come so far and he's gone through this and all that kind of stuff to get here and all everybody else was kind of fresh or they had buys, you know, that would have been a better story. But because of the Ric Flair and the Ric Flair and the Liz and just messing with Liz and, and that, that whole thing coming together, yeah, it's WrestleMania 8. For me too. And it's not even close. To me, the WrestleMania, even the pop is better. Yeah. let's We're not poo-pooing this. This is a great moment for the Macho Man. It is. But this is the start of his rise and then fall, and then rise again between mm-hmm. four and eight. Yeah. Like, w- w- one day we'll do that timeline show. It'll be awesome to do. But this is a great moment. Hulk doesn't ruin it for me. I know it's funny to joke about him being there and all that. To me, it's kind of him giving him a rub a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I don't, I don't think Hogan ruined it at all. <laughs> um, you know, I think he helped. Like, he came down to help the Macho Man, kind of even the odds with DiBiase bringing out Andre. And even earlier in the match, like Hogan finally comes out and Andre tries to pull his crap yeah. again. And Hogan just runs around and just fucking checks him <laughs> like with a clothesline. <laughs> he, he does. And Hogan, Andre's like, oh, OK, oh, girl, he, he doesn't hell? mess with him anymore. So, I yeah. mean, that's like I think Hogan's a good dude here. He's like, hey, OK, you know, I'm going to help you out, you know, even the odds. And, you know, you do your thing. If I got to cheat a little and a whack, whack, whack DiBiase in the back, you know, that's that's so me getting revenge. <laughs> so For, be it. Yeah. So it, All right, it, was, overall, it was a good pay-per-view. Overall, what grade are you giving WrestleMania for? I got to give it a, oh boy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, but I mean, nostalgia-wise, I, I love going back and seeing all these different matches. There wasn't one that like brought the whole thing down for me to a screeching halt. Okay. Um, a couple of matches were slow, but it was still fun to see those guys again. Um, I, I'd give it a, a B. 
B minus. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a B minus too. I was gonna say C plus, but there's too much good stuff on yeah. here to put down to a C. The what a package alone is worth a, a bump. Bob Euchre, Vanna White yeah. is worth a bump. Vanna White might even bump it up to a to a solid B for me, but <laughs> keep it real here. B minus here. That's not to say it's not a great fun show to watch. Some of the nostalgia. I was glad I went back and rewatched it. Yeah, for three and a half hours, I'm like, that's that's a that's a breezy WrestleMania watch. Like Nowadays, a, it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, three and a half hours. I I saw it because here's what I did when I'm going into this, and you said WrestleMania four. I'm like, Ugh. it was the same like trepidation I had when I was a kid <laughs> that I that, that I had to watch two tapes. Like it was going to be like a five hour thing, and I'm looking. I'm like, wait, this isn't that long. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a kid, and you see two tapes, I could see it because that's like unheard of. Like, whoa, two yeah. tapes? That's like two movies. You yeah, think so it's I two full I, movies? Yeah, so I don't know why I thought it was like double the WrestleMania, like, because <laughs> that's what the tapes represented in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, it was All great. Right. Great show. And this was a fun show this week. Talked a lot of random stuff. Talked about your dad stealing a cane. <laughs> yeah. Talked about Vanna White. Yeah, talked talked about, about a lot of good stuff. Brutus's package. All that stuff. My, I have a new Andre impression. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Apologize for coughing a couple of times there. Eric made me laugh so much. And then also <laughs> I tickled my throat because you made me laugh. So I tried to cough off the mic best I could. So That's okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we wrap up this week, Eric? And from you, before we give the, go to our shout out and our buddies and all that stuff? Mm, no, I guess I'll just put stuff on Twitter. I rearranged some of my wrestling stuff and you know cool. picked up a couple new elite figures and trying to figure out where they go. And Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll I'll have be on a, look out for that. I'll have some uh, some uh, Fig Life or Figure Friday for you. Yeah, for that like for that, that ass. <laughs> okay, that's aggressive. <laughs> Shout out to our podcast buddies and friends. We mentioned them a ton on this week's show. The Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. I stole the what a package from them because they always joked about that, and that's a sound drop or a clip they drop all the time on their show. Follow them. Oh, I thought, I thought I thought that was our thing, but whatever. No, it's theirs. At OVP Podcast, our Vantage Point Podcast, our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. <clears throat> Eric mentioned the Fig Life. They are the Fig Life Godfathers. They do a fun show each and every week, and they talk about wrestling figures. They talk about nostalgia segments. They talk about listener questions, everything out of the sun, wrestling figure related. Even if you're not a huge figure fan, it's a fun show to listen to, so check them out. Also, check out our friends at the Breaker and Bane Power Hour and Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? Which is a great uh, look into the world as, a pro, as pro wrestlers, Breaker being a pro wrestler himself. So go check that out, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour and You Know It's Fake, right? Check out our friends Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor Wrestling Figure Podcast. Do a couple shows a week, a sports show, a regular show. They are always putting out fun shows every week and silly shows, and they make me laugh every time I listen to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin Summers does the Wrestling Cheers podcast. They do a fun listener segment, too, and they also do a localized independent wrestling and listen up on their show last week, I think it was, talking about why they're not listening or watching WWE anymore, so a little controversy maybe there. Justin Summers and the Wrestling Cheers show. Finally, check out our friends Daniel Spencer and friends at the Ringside podcast they do a show, um, I think, every week or some weekly, kind of like us now. Daniel's a big, important Impact Wrestling referee, so sometimes he's a little busy for his show. Check out the Ringside Podcast. Also, uh, just friends in general of the show, the Chick Foley Show. They do a fun show over there, too, about wrestling figures and wrestling community stuff. Uh, Jason Wolf, the art of Jason Wolf. Check out him for all of your wrestling artwork 
stuff needs. And of course, all of our podcast, Twitter friends and listeners, we appreciate you. All of the interaction we get each and every week. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate you listening. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Eric, anything else? Yeah, I was waiting for you to say anything else. I'm like, yeah, I do have something. Go ahead. <laughs> I watch WWE icons, Beth Phoenix. Oh, my God, that's so good. So if you have that's Peacock out, okay. or the network, Beth Phoenix, I, I'm pretty sure it's on Peacock now, but uh, w, the icons, Beth Phoenix, it's so good. Okay. The the more it went, the more I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, I forgot how great she was. And then the um, the Glamorella with Santina, like I love them together. <laughs> and then the Nanny Knight, it just everything about it was so good that All right. it, it was so good that I went out and I, I it was probably Mercari had the best deal. I bought the decade of, of dominance or I think that's what it's called. The figures. Yeah. I bought the uh, Beth Phoenix figure. Awesome. Well, I will check that out. Yeah, it's really good. And I didn't know it was out yet. The Yokozuna Icons one was great, so I'm sure this one will be even better. Looking forward to watching that. Eric, thanks for coming on. Got it. Everyone, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye.